Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. standards for an apple. This isn't that ugly at all. Like that's the most common first box like complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. Have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong they taste exactly the same, if not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Hello everyone, I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10 ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. I've heard stories from teachers in classes where their students are grounded that they have half the level of referrals for discipline. Some students who were in tears because they were experiencing success when before they were experiencing failure with their behavior and discipline. I've heard stories from teachers with autistic children who have been grounded where they have less of what they call the meltdowns. And the meltdowns are less frequent and shorter and they come back into the classroom and they're learning more than they had learned prior to the grounding. It's amazing what happens, not just with the teacher at the front of the class, but what can happen with the student sitting in the class. And just think if every single student and every single teacher and every single classroom and every single school 
across this whole world was grounded. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, folks. We are here with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as advocacy, awareness, and education around barefooting. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people still are under this misconception that barefooting is illegal or inherently dangerous or um, that you're breaking health codes, but all of those things are not true. There are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States, and there never have been. Unfortunately, propaganda exists, and unfortunately, when there isn't enough of a challenge against something that is being, you know, propagandized to us, it's nobody challenges it. Nobody thinks outside of, you know, that quote unquote reality. And there, I mean, a lot of the, you know, propaganda against barefooting, you know, rose up in the 1950s, 60s, 70s in response to the Western uh, counterculture movement, also known as the hippie movement. Um, And there were a lot of civil rights movements occurring at the same time as well um, that also play a huge part in this um, traditional resistance that um, can be seen historically. Unfortunately, a lot of people believe still to this day, a lot of the Bull crap propaganda that came out of that time period from traditionalists who felt threatened by ideas of freedom. I personally can't really understand it. Um, I mean, I understand how fear works. I understand how control works, manipulation. So that I understand. But um, personally, I can't see why else anyone would have a problem with people being barefoot having autonomy over your body. I personally don't see what the bareness of your feet is doing. I don't see what harm that causes. I understand that there could be potential risks to your safety in certain environments while barefooting, but that's not because barefooting is inherently wrong or immoral or dangerous. It's because of the threats and the factors present within the environment that pose a threat to one's safety. Let me cough one second, sorry. Sorry, I went to mute myself, but I had to clear my throat. Um, and unfortunately, there's very complex history even around the propaganda of barefooting and the ideas of control and social norms. Um, but... You know, I have great grand. I have a great grandfather who's still alive. Um, my great grandmother passed away a couple years ago, but you know, he is someone who is still alive from a time when it was not a social norm for people to wear shoes or to even be able to afford shoes, especially where he grew up. And 
You know, a lot of this is very classist, first of all. Now, of course, being barefoot and being a barefooter, does that inherently mean that you're poor, you're broke? No. But a lot of people are afraid to barefoot because they're afraid to being perceived as broke or poor or as someone who's on drugs even, you know. There's all these negative perceptions. So where do these come from? They come from classist ideas. They come from racist ideas, even um, discriminatory ideas on other religions and just ways of life and culture in general, um, outside of those that had money and were privileged. And um, I don't want to get, you know, really controversial, but this is the truth. I mean, a lot of these ideas that everyone, regardless of where you fall within the social ladder or whatever of, um, you know, socioeconomic status or class, you know, there's all of, we all have these ideas imposed upon us. Um, We have all of, you know, we all have these ideas um, and roles forced upon us. And, um, And unfortunately, those of us who are not making the rules are the ones hurt the most. Um, and this affects, you know, different people um, differently um, depending on where you um, stand in terms of uh, socioeconomic class and other social factors. And But it's important to remember that these harmful ideas and rhetoric against barefooting are rooted in classism and racism and, um, gosh, so much, really. And... And unfortunately, you know, some people bringing this up may find it controversial or uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not here, you know, barefoot is like, we're not here to make everyone, you know, comfortable and happy. I mean, obviously we're not here to terrorize anybody, but in terms of, you know, challenging those social norms that are anti-barefooting, we're not here to make you comfortable being anti-barefooting we're not here to make you comfortable with being against you know people having autonomy over their bodies to be able to decide where and when they wear shoes or and how they wear shoes or if they don't at all you know or some people may only want to you know we're not here to people please and into oh please let us be barefoot no these are the facts these are the truth and unfortunately a lot of the problems that we see in society that have literally nothing or not doing anything against anybody, but people are so upset at other people um, having rights, that is a deep issue of control within our society. That is a deep issue within the culture that needs to be addressed. And I Um, Don't blame people for this, you know, individually, but we have to remember that, you know, there is a constant interacting rhythm of governments and and institutions and the people, you know, they influence the culture as much as we influence the culture and back and forth. And if we as people do not challenge or choose to be educated on the issues Um, especially regarding propaganda within our culture, within our society, or challenging our own belief systems around things. Something as simple as whether or not a person is wearing shoes. Um, Yeah, if we don't do that, it's a lost cause, and we have given up all our power over the culture and the collective as citizens and as communities and as people. 
Um, and it's really important that, yes, we are all individuals, and it is important to take care of yourself and learn to understand your identity as an individual. That is not to say that we completely discard or throw out ideas of community and collectivism. It's about having the balance between the individual and the collective and community. And are the collective that we should be, you know, serving as communities, not these thick systems of control and classism or, yeah, classism and just any other harmful idea of control. You know, it's about if we really want to, you know, build ourselves up and, you know, there is a lot of that individual work of building yourself up, but there's also that, you know, work of, you know, imbalance with community. You know, it's not completely one or the other. It's about having integration and balance. You know, our families are, you know, an aspect of community and social dynamic support systems and social structures to depend on. Um, you know, barefoot is legal is a form of community. Um, sorry, I have to clear my throat again. And so it's not about one or the other, but we need to really instead be looking at you know, things from a place of empathy and love and understanding our own selves and our own bodies. Because I think the reason why a lot of us in the society, a lot of people don't care enough about the planet or community or about other people's bodies or, or looking at things of perspective outside of themselves or looking at things that may never affect them. You know, and even how this intertwines with barefooting as well as so many different things and so many different things that intertwine and overlap within our barefooting experience. Um, because different ideologies and viewpoints influence others and the way that people interact and approach us um, or the assumptions that they can make about us based upon what they see as patterns. Um, I hope I make sense where I am going with today. You know, my this is not scripted. And um, <laughs> got to love the ADHD and autism. Sometimes my brain is not the best at putting things into words um, or I become too wordy and that can even become hard to understand. Um, but it's really important for us to understand ourselves as humans, as people, as complex organisms, and to challenge those things within our own minds, within our own realities, the things imposed upon us that are um, keeping us from being human and keeping us from listening to our bodies and our needs, um, whether that's mental, emotional, physical, um, and even physiological, the overlap of physical, mental, emotional, um, and how those things work, as well as other dimensions of um, ourselves and existence. Um, you know, if we don't challenge or start to look at these things within, then we are completely blinded by the things within our communities, our societies, um, the mainstream, the world around us, and the media. If we don't start to develop a relationship within ourselves, we'll never see um, the humanity of other people fully. But at the same time, if we are so absorbed within ourselves, we do not see the humanity of others either. And I feel like there is kind of this false idea of egotistic narcissism kind of forced on us within culture of individualism of focus on yourself, focus on yourself, but we don't even know who we are. And the ways that we are taught to focus on ourselves and to build ourselves up, you know, often through money and status rather than looking at listening to your health, listening, looking at your mental health, looking at these different facets of you and learning to work with them and understand them. 
and learning, you know, what do you need and, you know, um, what are your limitations, what, and, you know, all these different things, learning how to um, understand what your needs are and how to address them, um, you know, that that's really how we get in touch with ourselves, learn to know ourselves, how we regulate ourselves and our existence and learn to build stability within our life. Obviously, society is, you know, often trying to often ends up uh, destabilizing things further um, with, you know, unnecessary demands. But if we drop these unnecessary demands of status and trying to prove things to other people, we would be so much more in touch with ourselves. This whole idea of false individualism and false identity keeps us further from being in touch with ourselves and our bodies and all the other dimensions of our and our existences and keeps us from having meaningful connections with other people because we are all very different. We're all very different, um, even as barefooters. We're all complex organisms as people. And we have our own experiences. We have our own needs. And it's really important to learn to understand those and um, kind of like, you know, experimenting with um, your health and your mental health, even coping techniques, tools, things like that. Um, as well as, you know, other routes, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, do what you need to do medically and, um, you know, exploring different things. Um, because the more we get caught up in trying to, you know, have this sense of status and trying to prove things to other people and prove that, oh, I'm great, I'm fine, I'm perfect, rather than just admitting, okay, these are my limitations, these are my weaknesses, these are my strengths, you know, to sort through those things, the more that we are under this false um, idea of self, this false sense of self, we were further running ourselves into the ground. And that's something within, you know, my own personal, you know, um, journey with understanding my ADHD, my autism, different things with trauma, mental health, as well as, you know, my physical body with barefooting, all the ways that the different dimensions of myself overlap. You know, I've been, you know, learning to understand the different parts of me, what they mean, um, what is what, how to accommodate, how to address things, you know, what are different things, um, you know, to explore with medical professionals and different people and things like that, you know, understanding, you know, what is, you know, the balance between everything, you know, learning to accommodate for myself and understanding these things and, and stop caring so much about proving myself to anybody. And within that, I found more peace, more strength, more mental clarity, more stability, because rather than trying to prove anything to anybody, I'm just working within the ebb and flow of myself and focusing on, you know, building steady sustainability and, you know, understanding how we each work as individuals, you know, there are things that are, you know, and this isn't me trying to be like, oh, so bad for me. There are certain things that are harder for me because of my autism and my ADHD loves to play into that too, for sure. Um, and, you know, and trauma and my physical health, but it's about learning my systems and ways of doing things, learning how, what systems I need to put in place, what methods I need to put in place, what coping skills and tools I need to put in place and how I need to prepare myself for things because it's in the way I prepare myself for things and the way I plan things does not make sense to people who aren't autistic and, or have the similar issues that I do. It doesn't make sense. It, you know, often I, you know, sometimes I wish people would see more of the methods in my madness rather than just the ma madness in my methods. Um, 
but, you know, learning to really understand my autism and my ADHD and all these different things, you know, barefooting plays a huge role in that, you know. It's something that isn't traditional at all. Um, but, you know, it's one of those ways that I can easily accommodate and cope for myself and my condition and different things like that. And, you know, I think it's really important for people to start listening. I think barefooting helps open the door um, or the gateway to exploring and understanding a lot of different things about accommodating for, you know, my neurodivergent experience, um, healing, you know, my body, understanding its limitations and coping. And, um, and I think the more aware and the more we allow ourselves to be at our lowest points, whatever that lowest may be at the time, the more that um, we stop running away from our problems and we stop um, obsessing over having to do everything perfect. And from that comes, you know, the acceptance of failure. And it can be really hard not to obsess over things. You know, for me, you know, I have a PDA profile, so, you know, um, that can show up as sometimes as aggression or anxiety. Um, and it can happen differently for different people, different circumstances. Um, you know, trauma is big way that um, informs how it develops um, and how people develop it personally. Um, even situations within like people pleasing and forced masking. Um, so it can be hard to navigate, but having to understand, um, you know, how my brain may want to respond in certain situations, learning how to cope with that, learning how to um, navigate myself and process through these things um, because you know we're all complex organisms our perspectives those things inform how we interact with people as barefooters um, how we just interact with people in general as people who are barefoot you know um, every and when we are barefooters we have to think more about these different interactions and being socially appropriate and for me as someone with autism you know I really struggle with um, acting socially appropriate, often it brings no harm or threat to anyone, but because of, you know, people's harmful ideas and ideologies and ableism, people often may perceive me as a threat or perceive me as untrustworthy because I don't play the social charades that they do. Unfortunately, being a direct and honest person actually makes people sometimes, especially when you're autistic about it, makes people think that you're even more untrustworthy because they're like, well, then what are you hiding? And it's like nothing. Like, unless it's, uh, you know, my brain trying to protect myself from trauma, like I've got nothing to hide, you know? And, and so, you know, for other people that relate to those experiences, there are a lot of barefooters who are autistic, have ADHD or both because of the way that it is a, an accommodation. Um, it's not an accommodation for all people with ADHD or all people with autism by any means um, or all people with sensory issues either or stimulation issues, um, but it is an accommodation for a lot of people that have sensory and stimulation issues, whether that be ADHD and autism like myself. Audrey also has um, ADHD, um, and I'm not sure if she will be able to be on today. Um, I thought she was going to be able to call in um, but um, so I've been kind of waiting to see, but um, I don't think she's going to be able to call in today. Um, scheduling conflict issues, she was hoping that she would be able to have a signal. Um, but anyway, um, you know, even if you have sensory issues, stimulation issues, but because, you know, it's fibro, it's something both me and Audrey have that also um, adds into that, but um, fibromyalgia, that is, sorry. I'm so used to just uh, cutting it short in my daily life. 
um, if that makes any sense. Um, but at the same time, whatever other reasons a person may have, sensory issues or stimulation issues outside of those reasons, um, you know, it is something that can be very, you know, it is very accommodating and helpful for a lot of us. But of course, it's not an accommodation for all because it's not a one size fits all thing. And even for those of us that may find it an accommodation, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're full time. Some people may only use barefooting for when they have these flare ups or when issues arise um, or in situations they feel most comfortable or when it's most necessary. While other people may barefoot pretty much all time and only put shoes on again when it's necessary. Um, but, you know, it is important to understand that it is an accommodation. It is something that helps. Um, it's not a cure-all. It's not going to completely cure your problems. But I think my barefooting journey has really helped me to show me what is sensory issues, what is overstimulation, you know, what is this, that, or the other, and combing through the different dimensions of myself through my mental health, emotional health, physical health, understanding those different facets of myself barefooting has played a role in that journey and I think that if you're somebody that you know is you know experiencing a lot of issues with your health and you're you know getting a lot of pushback you're not being heard um you know finding ways of coping because you know most of my life you know and even when I started barefooting I was pushing so hard all the time constantly with probably about like seven, five to seven, if not more appointments a week, trying to get all these different things figured out with myself, trying to maintain physical therapy, therapy, all these other different things, whatever. Um, Pushing myself past my limitations, not realizing the limitations of overstimulation, my nervous system with autism. If I push things too much, if I don't, you know, space things out correctly, then, you know, that's going to, you know, trigger my nervous system. And so it's about finding a system of doing things that is sustainable and works for me without pushing it too far. Because I've noticed, you know, when I give myself those breaks, I can have days where I can push through more as long as I'm more conscious about giving myself breaks or making sure I do stop and eat, you know, or do things like that or do things that take care of myself. When we are, you know, stopping and having those check-in points with us regularly, and barefooting could be one of those things that you're putting in as a check-in point if it's not something you're able to do all the time, Um, whether that be because of, you know, work situations, um, the weather, safety, health reasons, mental health sensory issues, whatever the reasons are, whatever is keeping you, um, you know, be able to find those check-in points with anything. And I think barefooting is something that, really has helped me ground myself to my body. Um, I, it was really, it's kind of scary to realize that I spent most of my life not inside my body. And barefooting was something that, um, and that allows a lot to do with trauma and um, but also chronic pain, illness stuff, just not wanting to, you know, exist, not being heard, being gasped, but not being listened to, not knowing how to cope, feeling hopeless, you know. And, you know, barefooting is something that really helped me open up the gateway of understanding, um, as crazy as it sounds, my autism, ADHD, my fibromyalgia, my joint issues, bone issues, muscle issues, um, gosh, so much, really. Um, it's helped me with understanding emotional processing um, and being able to start feeling because I, you know, experience all that where I didn't really allow myself to feel anything for about 20 years <laughs> or barely lived in my body um, for about of my life. And, you know, now I'm 22. I had my birthday uh, last week, actually. Um, and I wasn't here um, on the radio show last week because um, I had a lot of stuff going on. Plus, after having a, going to a concert 
last Friday, I was so burnt out. I was able to push through with my body and um, really, again, preparing and accommodating for myself. And But then, you know, having to have that, you know, come down even on my actual birthday of just taking care of myself. And But barefooting is something that's really helped me um, get into the ebb and flow of things. And so, you know, over the last two years, really, I've just been in a process of really allowing um, – and it didn't really quite, and it wasn't even really quite two years, more like, well, right before I turned 21 is when I really kind of started, um, you know, getting more into a lot of healing and feeling things um, within my own personal life. But in 2020 um, is when, so about closer to almost four years ago now, if I think about it, that's crazy. Um, is, is when I got into, you know, barefooting. So it's been a journey for me even. And I definitely think barefooting has helped a lot. Um, I, you know, started barefooting full-time when I was 18. Um, and because COVID came during my senior year and, you know, and so I was able to just be outside all the time and I would just work on all my school stuff outside. And that was actually a start of me understanding um, my stimulation issues, um, issues with crazy, issues with grounding, um, barefooting, so many things. And um, being able to be outside and grounding helped me so much with going through college. Like, I mean, it was one of the things where doing my work outside was the best place for me. Um, I think that, you know, nature is definitely – I mean, okay, I'm not going to act like it's completely sensory friendly, um, but if you're a sensory seeker, because I understand if you're sensory avoidant, it's not, but if you're a sensory um, seeker, it is a great, nature is a great place to be able to sensory seek or have those stimulation needs met without having to do much of anything, Um you know, I'd work on school and I'd have, you know, the sounds of nature, you know, very calming back stimulation. Um, of course, every now and then a car or a motorcycle or whatever, but this is a time, you know, when people really weren't out as much or driving as much and um, because everything was mostly shut down um, in 2020. Um, but even, and so it can be harder to find that like in your neighborhood now, but even just going out and finding nature spots or places, or even if I would just combine playing my music to kind of distract from those more annoying sounds that, of, you know, that are overstimulating a bad way, we'll still be able to hear the birds, have the wind, feel the grass, you know, ground. Um, you know, that was a big way that I really got through college and coped through, um, for sure, even before really understanding my ADHD and my autism, because I didn't come in, because I was 18 at the time when I started doing this, and I didn't find out about ADHD really um, until which is funny because now I have memories where I look back all the times where I kind of knew I had both or it came up talking to certain people but I just like my brain like tucked it away that's actually really funny to think about and I think a lot of talking to a lot of people as they figure themselves out kind of their diagnosis is, is kind of a similar thing but um, I you know I didn't really find out about my ADHD until I was 19 I didn't find out about my autism until I was 20 when I was experiencing burnout and experiencing a lot of things um, from just my nervous system pretty much crashing um, and not to be dramatic or anything, but like, and barefooting was something that really did help me a lot. I'm not going to act like it's a cure-all. Um, I'm not going to act like, you know, you shouldn't do anything. You know, there's so many more ways that you need um, 
oh, so many other ways of treating different things, coping skills and things like that. Um, but it definitely filled in gaps for me that were not being, you know, met in other areas um, with other coping skills or other treatments or um, with professionals. And that's not me saying I'm, you know, I'm against people going to the doctor, you know, um, or anything like that. But I was also, you know, not getting a lot of um, the help and support, even for medical professionals that I needed and was being gaslit um, for a really long time. And so finally figuring things out. And then I, by then I was just burning out and couldn't maintain anything. Um, barefooting did really help a lot with my overstimulation issues, um, issues with me for driving even is something that helps me with. Um, my education, getting my associate degree, um, it was something that helped me a lot. Um, just treating my fibromyalgia, um, even my IBS, crazy as it sounds, um, but my autism, ADHD, everything, and I'm probably getting repetitive at this point. You know, barefooting is something that has helped a lot as a coping skill and tool um, because, you know, shoes really aren't necessary. It's something that's going to trigger my nervous system unnecessarily. Um, you know, then why why wear them? You know, I use them when they're necessary. And sometimes because of stimulation, sensory issues, whatever, um, sometimes I do need to wear them, you know, and because it's like, oh, my gosh, if my feet get wet or my socks get wet, like, this is going to be a thing that sends me over the edge. Um, be, uh, and, and so just learning um, to be able to accommodate those things has really helped a lot because these are things that are just a part. They are a part of, you know, autism. They're part of sensory issues. Obviously, there are other ways of, you know, coping and dealing, too. But barefooting is something that helps a lot. And, you know, it's not like I, 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 my intention is not to be here and like, oh, I want to sit and dump, like, listen to me. Like, I, it's interesting because a lot of people perceive me as someone who likes attention. Um, I just learned, I've learned to just keep talking. Um, I do not like being perceived. Um, and a lot of that comes from just being autistic. Um, yeah. And, but I know that my experiences, other people, experience in general and it's what I can speak on in support of barefooting and it's why I you know do have been doing this radio show for a while with barefoot is legal this is why I care so much about barefooting this is why I'm passionate about barefooting this is why I just don't understand what the issue around barefooting is you know um I think that there's just a lot of unnecessary conflict and issues and ideas of perfectionism and whatever that we're holding on to within, you know, as individuals within society that have been pushed on us to keep us divided, to keep us disconnected from our own humanity, our own humanness, our own bodies, our own minds, our emotions, all these different aspects of who we are, um, and just forcing these false ideas of identity on, onto us. And this is who you have to be. Because a lot of us, regardless of your own experience, who you are, you know, a lot of us are going to, you know, we become who we have to be out of survival. You're going to become who you have to be to survive. Um, and, you know, and that is something that you can then just become in this role that you can adopt into. And, you know, I 
experienced that in my own way with my ADHD and my autism and the different roles and maskings I've taken on, but other people experience this in their own ways, those personas um, that we take on those masks. And um, persona, actually the word, comes from personae, from uh, Latin, which is basically referring to the masks that um, the, um, sorry, actors in plays and during Roman times would wear. And so we all have these different masks and personas that we put on. And, and it's because of something that we are forced into. It is something that, you know, we become out of necessity. And sorry, I'm popping my pan joint. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but um, it's just like, sorry, I distracted myself. Um there are just these roles that, you know, we've all been forced into and we become that to survive because we feel like it's what we have to be and who we have to be. And it is hard to unlearn and train yourself to drop all this crap and to just realize, like, this is not mine. This is not who I want to be. And to retrain ourselves in our minds and to just stop going into the same habits that are so automatic for us because they're so ingrained. I think a lot of the worst habits that I've had, I've realized, you know, especially with like, you know, my experience with autism and um, there's just habits that I'm not even consciously aware of the ways that, you know, I've looked at things and I've realized like, wait a minute, this isn't me. And this is even a part of the mask of putting on of I'm supposed to not like myself. I'm supposed to be mad at myself for this or that when really I'm not, and I shouldn't be. Instead, I should have empathy and humanity with myself and instead build myself up to do these things rather than shaming and blaming and putting guilt onto myself because Ulstitude's PDA profile, all that does is either trigger aggression or anxiety worse, and then that's not going to get you anywhere. And so whatever your own, I encourage other people to, you know, understand themselves, sort through themselves, and just really understand why they tick the way they do. And I think you'll start realizing that a lot of the things that you hold on to and that become your truth are not your truth. They're just things that were pushed onto and forced on you and became compliant. You, and, and, and that's not an insult. It doesn't make you weak, but you did it out of survival, which is rooted in strength. It's, you know, it's rooted in your body, your mind, these different facets of yourself trying to protect you. And in, and your need for survival, it's rooted in love for yourself for knowing that you want to keep going and believing that there will be better one day where you will be able to finally be yourself, where you will be able to, you know, live your dreams and have these things. Like, these things are not rooted intentionally in self-hate, but these, this hate and this malice has, has been produced and developed maladaptively because of the abuse and negativities of other people and the way that this has affected your brain, your mindset, your hormones, and all these different factors. And this is a very complex issue, so I encourage people to look at this all the different sides of things and to really sort through and understand all these different sides and understand what are bad habits, what are things that, you know, require medical attention or whatever that may be, um, require professionals, you know, understanding um, what are your habits that you need to break, understanding all the different aspects of, you know, what are coping techniques, what are tools, um, because we are complex organisms and a lot of the things that 
we have operate on unconsciously or automatically are things that were ingrained in us from such a young age that were taught to us that we don't even think of challenging. We don't even think of talking around or talking out of. And this same things that I'm getting into now are why people do not challenge barefooting or sorry, do not challenge the propaganda against barefooting. Why so many people just allow it to be their norm and just go, okay. Why so many people are scared to challenge the social norms and context around barefooting. Why so many people are afraid to do it or why there's, you know, this residual anxiety that shows up all of a sudden. And if you already have anxiety, what I've, you know, found for myself is, at least for me, mine, especially the way my brain works with logic with autism, my natural anxiety is going to stick to things that are already real issues because I can't use logic to talk myself out of things that are actually logical anxiety. And so then you have to just learn to not care and get yourself to not worry about those interactions with people or what their negative opinions or thoughts are going to have to say. But unfortunately, you know, there are there are consequences in not following the social norms in society. I mean, bullying, you know, that's a big, you know, thing that we see and we justify literal kids abusing literal other kids all the time. I don't know why. When it's like that's anti-social behavior. Okay. Um, that is not good, you know, for either child, the bully or the one being bullied psychologically. Not good. Um like we should not enable that because you're literally just setting everyone up for failure as they become adults, first of all. But, you know, those are consequences. And so it's, you know, we have to really dismantle that fear, um, that powerlessness, um, and that helplessness in order to be able to confront things with confidence, to address them head on, to not care what other people's opinions and, um, judgments are going to be on you and your existence and um and you know it is a process of definitely working through from experience it's not something that you can do overnight but you know as I become aware of things it definitely influences the way that I look at the way that people treat barefooting or act about it and even my experiences with you know how way people act and treat barefooting um, influences the way I start looking at whether or not I should care about what other people's opinions are. And the truth is you probably shouldn't, probably, probably shouldn't. But at the same time, there are going to be social situations and factors where it does actually matter. And it's not just ridiculous and it's not just anxiety. So it's about learning to navigate. And I think when we know who we are and we know how to be ourselves fully in the places we're allowed to be ourselves fully, it helps us actually learn to develop to know how to be how much of ourselves to be in the situations where there are high stakes or high pressure, um, knowing how to explain and handle things, to not be so defensive. Because when you're in those safe places and you're able to be yourself fully in a safe place and be yourself fully in a place where you can unmask and be safe, when you know yourself fully in those situations, those moments when people do challenge you, you will know yourself enough to not have to be defensive, to not have to attack, but instead just be able to say what needs to be said to get through the conversation, to get your point across or whatever. Um, and so I think the only way to really be able to approach 
things effectively is to really start knowing yourself. Because when you know yourself, you know your weaknesses, you know your strengths, you know your way and your methods of doing things and getting things done rather than what other people's methods or ideas are. Especially if they don't work for you, you're going to have to find your own methods. You have to find your own methods and ways of handling things. And even when people want to help, you have to understand that we are all different people. And so, I mean, people may be trying to help you by talking you out of your barefooting, but at the same time, if that's something that this is a coping technique and this is something that helps you, gives you better quality of life, makes you feel better, makes you like yourself more, makes whatever that it may be helping you with easier or better, then that's what you have to do. You know, we all have our own methods of doing things. We all live in our own bodies for a reason. It's about coming to understand and sort through and understanding yourself and your body and um, being able to advocate for yourself, but without being too defensive or aggressive or anxious. And it's a process of learning how to do those things for sure. Sometimes it's not, you know, it may not even be necessarily that stability anxiety, but sometimes we just don't know how to respond to things. Socially, if you've never been in this position before and it's something that's really out of whack, or even for me with my autism, I just, if I've never been in a position before, it's really hard for me to just know naturally how to navigate it. And so it's, you know, important about learning those things and not listening to judgment or um, just bullying or negativities. You know, there are people that are always going to have their thoughts and opinions on barefooting, but you're not doing anything wrong, you know, you're right, okay? There are no laws or health codes against barefoot in the United States. You're exercising your rights. You're exercising your autonomy over your body. You're doing what's good for you. As long as you are keeping your safety in mind and being careful and just being aware and paying attention, I support you. Um, I just encourage people to just, you know, pay attention, listen to their body, you know, because that's all we really can do to keep ourselves safe is to listen to ourselves and to be an ebb and flow of listening to ourselves and understanding um, that, you know, we are constant in ebb and flow of state of changing, you know, today and how you're feeling is, you know, can be very different than how you may feel the next day or the next week or month or whatever, depending on what happens in your life or what's going on or all the different factors. So, you know, I think it's just really important to just live and ebb and flow and barefooting from experience is definitely something that has helped me to be able to live more in that like ebb and flow of listening to my body. It's helped with my interoception issues, which is um, trouble with um, being able to read, but also just like receive and understand um, those um, bodily signals um, or signals just happening within the bodies and processes having the body. Um, like signs of hunger don't always register or tell my body that it's hungry until it's like, I absolutely have to eat now or I'm about to crash. Um, but, you know, even issues of alexi- alexithymia, I think that's actually how you should say it, alexithymia, you know, issues with understanding and being able to read and word and label my own emotions like I get them I experience them but I have a hard time putting them into social context or explaining them in ways to other people especially because the way that I explain my emotions is very much so autistic coded and the way the other you know and so it's hard to explain that to you know non-autistic people um, especially so there's a social 
cue a social relevancy factor to that. But as crazy as it sounds, barefooting has helped with that because when it removes those, the, that overstimulation of wearing shoes and the pain in my feet and all the other results, negative results in my body from often wearing shoes, um, especially at times when I don't actually need them, um, being able to, you know, all those, the different um, overstimulation, stress um, to my nervous system that is taking place, you know, keeps me from being able to read those signals. And so, you know, if you're somebody who also, you know, has autism and, you know, and is struggling with alexithymia, I do, you know, encourage you to try um, barefooting and seeing if removing those extra stressors and extra overstimulation to your nervous system is something that helps you be able to, you know, read through and process and sort those things because it is something um, personally that I do think has helped. Um, but at the same time, this is not something that is one size fits all or, you know, um, for everybody or anybody. Um, I am going to run a quick ad break and then we'll be back Um to um, talk about some other aspects. This is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as awareness, encouragement, support, and other information around living the barefoot lifestyle. Um, So we will be back after the ad break. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Of all the grounding studies, the one that really got our attention is called Electric Grounding Improves Vagal Tone in Preterm Infants. In the study, 26 premature babies in an NICU were connected to grounding wires. The heart rates of the grounded infants stabilized, and their vagal tone, 
a critical measure of infant health, increased by 67% with grounding. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hey everyone, Proof here again. I want to let you know that you want to protect yourself against this upcoming food shortage that's about to happen. I know with all this COVID stuff that growing your own food is going to be extremely important right now. So I want to introduce you to my friends over at groundwithagarden.com and you can get yourself hooked up with a vertical garden that you can grow inside or outside of your house. So if you have a back patio or you don't have room outside, you can grow in either way. And I have a bunch of stuff growing on mine. I have pictures to share. I love this thing. This is the best garden and most successful that I've ever had for gardening for my own self. So let me give you the website again, groundwithagarden.com. That's groundwithagarden.com. Hello, folks. We are back with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights, legalities, awareness, support, and advocacy of living the barefoot lifestyle. Barefooting is completely legal in public spaces in the U.S. There are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public space in the U.S. That includes restaurants. Um, that includes... I feel like this one I shouldn't be, that even have to say, but parks, um, going to police station, the DMV or BMV, whichever it's called for you, um, going to doctor's offices, um, anything like that, um, completely legal, as well as so many other places. Um, if you want more information on, you know, barefooting, barefooting rights, you can go to barefootislegal.org. Um, that is the official site for Barefoot is Legal. Um, and so there's some different sections. I've got the page up right now, so I can kind of um, explain a little bit on it. Um, but, yeah, there is a section. It's, um, it says laws, and you just, if you hover the mouse, whatever, clicker thingy over it, <laughs> um, 
you can find by state. Um, and there's also uh, driving, uh, corporate letters, workplace, reported on friendly business. Um, and there's even like a download section um, for different things that you can um, download. Um, but it'll pretty much take you to the same page. If I'm not mistaken, or wait, no, there are separate. Okay. Yeah. So the downloads, um, if you just click that, it will um, bring up the different different things you can um, download, print off from health department, um, ADA card. So local, state, and federal disability laws according to the ADA, U.S. Department of Justice. Um, and protect against discrimination in any place of public accommodation as outlined in um, this long term name. I'm sorry that I ended up just butchering all the letters of, I'm going to be real with you, um, for being barefoot due to medical and health reasons. Um, so I definitely recommend checking out barefootislegal.org um, for um, any information on that, um, as well as state civil cards on the same page. Um, if someone claims that they will not acknowledge your right to go barefoot for religious, cultural, or personal beliefs, the Civil and Human Rights Act of the following states protect you from discrimination. Print out your state-specific cards for your protection. So there are listed there, um, as well as um, some of the states that have mentions of barefooting within their laws, um, but all other states that are do not have documentation listed do not make no mention of barefooting in their driving laws at all. But um, like the first one that pops up is from Connecticut. Um, is these letters that do have any mention of it, like the Connecticut Department of Motor Vehicles is in receipt of your letter inquiring if there are any laws that prohibit drivers from operating a local sorry, a motor vehicle with bare feet, please know we are not aware of any Connecticut state laws that address this issue. So this is from the official, you know, Connecticut, Connecticut Department of Motor Vehicles saying like, yeah, to our knowledge, there are no laws um, in response to someone um, that has some issues, I guess. And so even if you have your own negative experiences and you want to um, take the initiative yourself and, um, you know, get in contact, with, um, you know, local government, state government, um, depending on the issue, even federal, it's, it's a clear anything out and get documentation. You can also um, share that um, with the Barefoot is Legal team. Um, and so there's um, contact information on how to do that um, through barefootislegal.org um, on the website. If you go to the contact um, section in the menu, um, you can um, reach out and with any information like that. Um, but yeah, um, there's other aspects of education on there. Um, and um, there's a how you can help section for um, ways to um, help support Barefoot is Legal or um, you know, the barefooting movement in general. Um, so I definitely recommend checking it out um, for sure. Um, Sorry, um, I think that was all I wanted to bring up with the website. Um, but yeah, um, even if you have issues with unfriendly businesses that are discriminating, 
discriminating towards barefooters, you can report an unfriendly business. Um, so if you're having, you know, any issues with businesses um, and you either, you know, want to report someone or have some kind of documentation to carry around with you to prove to people um, just in print, that way you don't even have to worry about, you know, the time it takes to bring it up on your phone or um, them not believing you because on your phone, like some people for some reason take like actual documentation, you know, on paper more seriously if they can see it, like, I don't know. So. If you feel or someone that feels more comfortable, especially because of maybe interactions you've had or even if it's just your own anxiety, um, whatever your reason is, there's documentation that you can print out. Um, yeah, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States and public spaces. There never have been, like we've already said. So do not let people bully you out of exercising your rights and exercising autonomy over your body and doing what's good for you. Because at the end of the day, I, why, why would you give someone that much control over you? You're not doing anything morally wrong. You're not doing anything legally wrong. You're not breaking any health codes. So keep living your best life. But I also understand that anxiety and mental health issues are not that simple either. So there is no shame or judgment um, if these things, you know, are harder, you know, for you. And, and that's why this documentation is here for whatever reason that you may need it or feel more comfortable with it. It's there, whatever your reason is. Um, so, again, definitely recommend checking out barefootislegal.org. Um, if you are looking for more of the interactive community aspect, um, definitely recommend looking into the Facebook group, Barefoot is Legal. There is both a public Facebook page and a private Facebook group. Um, so if you're looking for more of, you know, interactive group setting, um, definitely look, recommend looking into Barefoot is Legal on Facebook, the private group. Um, you'll have to ask a couple questions, but it's just to make sure that we have, you know, people that, you know, are in this group for the right reasons are, you know, in this group. Um, we don't, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, in the past, you know, you know, this group's been around since like 2015, I think if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, in the past, just there have been issues with, you know, unfortunately, people just wanting to be haters, wanting to um, just, who are not in support of barefooting, so we want to keep things like that out, as well as making sure that this is a family-friendly group, um, and that, you know, they're keeping things family-friendly appropriate, you know, not harassing anybody um, or anything like that. For whatever reasons, um, if you're having any issues with anybody in the Facebook group, always reach out to the admin team and they will take care of it. Harassment of any kind will not be tolerated. Um, if you feel unsafe for whatever reason, of course, please let the admin team know and they will take care of it. Um, this is a group where we want everyone to feel safe and welcome and to just be safe in their barefooting, safe in their bodies, um, and existing on, even if that's just existing online. Um, you know, it's really important that, you know, we, safety is the most important thing. Um, and Barefoot is Legal is supposed to be a safe place for barefooters. 
um, whatever your reasons are for barefooting, um, you know, to be able to be yourself, um, to welcome barefooters of all kinds, you know, regardless of your identity, you know, as long as you're not an evil person, like, you know, this is, you know, supposed to be a safe place for people to be barefooters, whatever your reason is or why. Um, And like I've said before, you know, community is incredibly important to dismantling any structures of harm and false ways of being and false identity and as often pushed on to us. And so it's really important to, you know, definitely have those safe places. So if you are also somebody that doesn't have a lot of community or understanding, or there's just not a lot of people that understand you or your experience and you kind of need that, definitely recommend looking at um, the private group on Facebook for Barefoot is Legal, um, but also recommend supporting, um, you know, the Barefoot is Legal Facebook page to um, just support the Barefoot is Legal, you know, organization um, as one as a 501c3 nonprofit, but also as a movement, you know, um, Barefoot is Legal is the only 501c3 nonprofit um, that we have in this country um, on barefooting rights and advocacy and awareness. And so, you know, we are, you know, a big part of the, you know, barefooting movement and accepting it um, and really challenging the stigmas against it. So, um, you know, any support is always appreciated and, you know, and, 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 and I'm not even asking for support as in like, Oh, you know, um, for nefarious reasons, you know, here at Bear Physical, you know, we're asking you to, you know, support your own rights by supporting the organization so that way we can support you by continuing to advocate for the, advocate for these things and build awareness around these things. And unfortunately, you know, we are living in a digital world where everything is um, very much so about views and engagement. Um, so any support that is given is always appreciated. Um, but, you know, here Barefoot is Legal, we are here, you know, to promote, you know, barefooting and to just break down that stigma because there are no laws or health codes already. We know that. We're not breaking any laws or health codes or doing anything legally or morally wrong. We know that. But unfortunately, too many people in our American society don't realize this. They think that there's something wrong with it. Too many people are so uneducated and so unaware. And I think that, like, constantly these kind of interactions show the need for awareness and advocacy around barefooting. Um, Because barefooting is an accommodation for many different people with many different conditions, whether that be mental health, physical health, emotional health, But, of course, it's not a one-size-fits-all cure either. I'm not going to act or claim that it cures you magically. Um, But it is something that is very helpful. And even if you are somebody that doesn't have different health issues, um, you know, barefooting is something that can just help strengthen your body on top of, you know, where it's already at. Even if you're not in an actual deficit, barefooting can help strengthen your body, your muscles, muscle control. Um, it helps improve, you know, the skeletal system, posture, like chiropractic issues. Um, you know, strengthening muscles, tendons, um, having a more fluid range of motion because um, most shoes are not designed to naturally work with um, our bodies and our joints to fully engage them. And so because of this, shoes can often um, act as a crutch, crutching the ankles, even, you know, in the um, rotation of, you know, 
your ankles, um, as well as in the knees, the hips, and so on and so forth, all of those things build upon each other. We need to remember that our feet are our foundation. They are um, literally our foundation. They're the most crucial um, part of, like, having a stable foundation. Like, it's really that simple. Um, If your feet aren't strong and your are experiencing muscle atrophy because they're not being engaged um, properly um, to keep them, you know, strengthened and toned properly, then that atrophy is going to affect the rest of your joints and muscle systems building upon your body. Um, And, you know, for me, it is something that, you know, does help with, you know, disability issues and health issues. But even if you're somebody that doesn't, you know, have these same issues, there is still going to be some level of muscle atrophy occurring from wearing shoes and them acting as a crutch. And so barefooting, and even if you don't barefoot full time, only if you, even if you only do it during um, certain set times or um, places or instances or moods or whatever, you know, that's still going to be helpful strengthening up your feet, your ankles, um, your calves, your knees, your muscle systems. Um, in order to have a strong foundation, but also to just have a strong, a strong um, body in general and mus- muscular and skeletal systems in general. Um, but there are so many aspects of grounding and barefooting, even just the electrical activity aspect. Too much excessive electrical energy in the body causes harm. You know, um, having... Um, different stressors, um, you know, having anxiety issues, different mental health issues or physical health issues that, you know, contribute to having excessive electrical energy or even just stress in general, um, you know, that's going to cause more activity to be happening in our brains. Our brains and our body, sorry, our brains and our hearts are the most electrical parts of our body. When we think about even heart issues, and I I mean, heart issues are a leading threat to uh, public safety, <laughs> really. Unfortunately, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's like, ah, awkward, uncomfortable, I guess. Um, but it's true. Um, and so, you know, thinking about that excessive electrical energy in the body and what that can do, um, excessive electrical energy in the body is tied into inflammation, having too much inflammation plays into excessive electrical energy in the body. And there are studies from Clint Ober. Um, who we've talked about in the past, who's been, um, who was, you know, pioneer and have a lot of um, great grounding and earthing studies, but there are also, you know, researchers that have um, come before him um, around gr- grounding and earthing studies to show that um, alleviating and releasing the excessive electrical energy to the earth through grounding techniques, whether that be barefooting or grounding wires, um, is a positive thing for human health because that excessive electrical energy, if not alleviated or released, wreaks havoc on the heart, wreaks havoc with mental health, wreaks havoc with inflammation and um, nerve systems and nerve responses and things like that. And so this is something, so barefooting is something that, you know, can definitely help people that already have a lot of these underlying issues or somebody that has a lot of these same underlying issues in my own ways 
it definitely does help from experience. Audrey, um, if she was able to be on today, you know, could say the same thing from experience. Unfortunately, I do not think that she is going to be able to call in at all today, but I have I have not um, even heard from her um, today, so she must not have signal like she was anticipating she would be able to have to be able to call in. Um, but these different you know, aspects of health, like barefooting, grounding studies do show that too much electrical energy in the body is not good. And it does actually wreak havoc and damage. But it's understanding that we are complex organisms. Um, now, does it say that this is a cure-all either? No, not by any means. But, you know, this isn't just hippie, doo-doo, wahab, whatever. This, I don't know, like this, whatever people want to call it, like, there is information behind this. This is science. This is electrical energy. This is electromagnetic radiation and energy, which everything has. Um, I mean, my phone, my body, my brain, all of it, the lights, all of these things are on the electromagnetic radiation spectrum. They're just on different aspects of it. Radio signals, uh, gamma rays, um, x-rays, rainbows, everything is on the electromagnetic radiation spectrum. Um, and so, you know, this is something that is, you know, happening and occurring and taking place in the body. Um, but if you go to the link tree, um, which, let me go ahead and make sure I do not tell you guys wrong and I want to do it as like a guest that would be viewing it to make sure I have it right rather than being logged in like I am now anyway okay yeah so if you go to the link tree which would be um, you can type this either in your phone web browser or on the computer um, l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash Barefoot is legal, so B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T-I-S-L-E-G-A-L. So links, the link tree is uh, Barefoot is legal. Um, if you go there, that's all you need to type in. Um, it'll take you to the link tree, um, which has the link for today's show, um, barefootislegal.org. Um, article on um, 30 benefits of grounding, barefoot walking, earthing, as well as um, some general other general videos um, and articles on barefooting, um, as well as some of the social medias. So definitely recommend checking that out if you're interested um, in learning more about barefooting. Um, hopefully we will also be updating the link tree again soon to add some more information on there. Um, if you've, you know, already been checking it out. Um, but it's really important to remember that we are complex organisms. We have complex bodies. Um, and that grounding is something that is crucial for human health. Um, and there's um, one of my favorite studies, even on the link tree, um, or I guess articles, because it brings up multiple studies. Um is through the National Library of Medicine, National Center for Biotechnology Information. This is um, an official website of the U.S. government, as it says on the top. But this is also 
technically a government institution, and even they're saying, hey, barefooting, pretty good for you, <laughs> to summarize. Um, but the article itself is called Earthing Health Implications of Reconnecting the Human Body to the Earth's Surface Electrons. Um, so if you want to look through that yourself, this was actually published online in 2012. So it's been out there for a while, um, but it's got a lot of great information. It is a bit of a long read, um, but I know we've read through and brought some of it up in the past. Um, but it's good. Um but I'm trying to think if there was anything else in particular I wanted to make sure we brought up or I brought up today on this show. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend just looking into that information for yourself. If, you know, if there is any articles or things that you come across um, that you want to share with the rest of, um, you know, the community, you know, you can share things in the uh, Barefoot is Legal Facebook private group. You know, if there's any articles or information you share from there, you can um, even send things to um, the Instagram, Real Barefoot is Legal. Any information you want to share like that, definitely encourage sharing. Um, and, yeah, um, I didn't have too much necessarily to talk about today, so I'm sorry if it seems like a lot of things are repetitive or I'm just kind of all over the place. But I also want to make sure that the information that we do have available, you guys are aware of, and it is accessible to you guys. Um, but overall, lately, I've been having, you know, better experiences with barefooting. Um, there really um, hasn't been as many negative experiences, but at the same time, um, I have also been wearing slides more lately because the ground's been wet and it's been so cold that I personally needed to wear socks. But overall, uh, my experiences, you know, when I have been barefooting haven't, um, haven't personally been negative lately. So I don't know if anybody else um, has any, you know, experiences that have been negative lately that, um, you know, they, you know, have needed help with or addressing or anything like that. If you have any questions or concerns on, you know, how to address these things, definitely reach out um, to, you know, the admin team, uh, Real Barefoot is legal on Instagram, um, or um, even, you know, calling in on the video show. Um, and I believe if you want to be, um, be on air to speak, just press one. Um, and we'll let you, won't put you on air right away, but we'll, you know, let you on. So if there's, you know, any future things next week or in the future, you know, any of you guys need to talk about or need help with, um, definitely let us know. Um, personally, I, I know that it's definitely frustrating to have the seasons change. So, you know, it does make barefooting a lot harder and um, less accessible when the seasons are changing and it's more cold, but we've also been having some abnormally warm weather where it's been abnormally warm during the day and then, you know, really cold at night here, um, at least in this part of Ohio. Um, so it can definitely be um, frustrating as the seasons change. Um, if you have more sensitivities to cold. So that's why I personally wear socks a lot of the time. 
um, because you're still barefooting just because, you know, you're, you're, you don't, you know, just because you don't want to wear shoes doesn't mean you can't wear socks. And just because you're wearing socks doesn't mean you have to wear shoes either. So a lot of times, you know, keep my feet warm, do what I got to do, you know, to keep my toes warm and whatnot. And, um, and, you know, still while still being able to barefoot. So, you know, be able to find that balance. That's something that I do. Um, um, sorry. I'm trying to think if I had, I felt like there was something else I was going to bring up on the show today. And right now I cannot remember. I'm going to play a quick ad or two, even though we're only in the last 10 minutes, just to see if I can jump my brain on any of the things to finish up on on the rest of this show. Um, my brain's kind of in a million places right now because I've got um, a leak and whatnot in my apartment. We're not going to get into it's a whole thing, and I think we've got them in now to fix it. So, But I'm going to run a quick ad break. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Okay, so we're back with Barefoot is Legal. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights, legalities, awareness, and encouragement of living the barefoot lifestyle. We are coming up on the last seven-ish minutes of the show. Um, didn't really have too 
much to get into today. Unfortunately, I um, I don't think Audrey is going to still be on today um, with scheduling issues. Um, I don't know if she even has a signal. I've um, tried to get a hold of her. So sorry for that um, inconvenience. Um, but um, it can definitely be frustrating as the seasons are changing. Um, you know, to be able to barefoot as much. So even if you're somebody that, you know, does have to wear shoes more, or maybe this time of year is great for you um, and you're enjoying it, we've been having some warmer weather in general. So that's definitely helped a lot personally, where I feel like I've been able to barefoot a lot more than even I usually would be able to this time of year because of uh, cold sensitivity issues. So hopefully it's not, this weather has been a welcome for everyone. Um, But like one thing I do, you know, if it's cold and, you know, wearing socks just because, you know, it, you're not wearing shoes. If your feet are cold, doesn't mean you can't wear socks. And just because you put socks on doesn't mean you have to wear shoes. I understand that if obviously in your socks, but wearing socks creates, you know, sensory issues. But, like, that's a simple way that um, I just meet in the middle of, like, you know, because my feet are able, you know, to stay warm. Any um, cold sensitivity issues are you know, uh, avoided while still being able to get the benefits of the free range of mobility um, in the ankles and be able to, you know, build up that strength within the body. Um, In general, barefooting is something that is very positive to the central nervous system. You know, um, even if you don't have any other underlying reasons that may cause you to have a more nervous central um a more sorry sensitive central nervous system you know everybody has a central nervous system we all have all these different complex nervous systems occurring and um barefooting is something that has proven to help remove those um stressors to the nervous system and helping um bring in a sense of equilibrium so even if you're com- you've never tried barefooting, you're completely new to it, or, you know, as the seasons are changing and you might need to be more mindful of wearing shoes, you might need to be more careful, it can still be beneficial to find those controlled times of even just five minutes. Um, because sometimes, you know, it can seem like, well, what's the point? Those five minutes can do a lot to help alleviate stress, help revitalize the nervous system. Um, and if you're somebody that's got, like, inflammation issues, um, you know, sometimes what I do is I, I, I'll use the cold weather as, like, you know, an ice pack for the, you know, the days where there's too much inflammation on my feet. Um, touching, you know, my feet to the cool ground is something that can, you know, function as almost like a natural ice pack, help alleviate that inflammation, while also um, getting the benefits, the other benefits of grounding, releasing excessive electrical energy through the body. Um, it, it does a lot with inflammation. Um and so even if um, it's not a, you know, long-term health issue, even if you have, you know, an injury or, you know, you pulled something, try going without shoes. If you, you know, pulled something, hurt something, it's not, you know, severe enough that you have to be in, like, a boot or a cast or something like that. Um, being able to let your body move more naturally um, is something that really does help. You know, for me, I, you know, strain muscles and things like that very easily. And so with this, it's, you know, helps give me my own um, experience and knowledge around the body. It's the big reason I got into barefooting and barefooting has helped vice versa with understanding that knowledge and body and how to apply that on, you know, my own self in situations, but even for others. And so even if you've just strained something, overworked a muscle, be able to just 
get rid of the shoes, allow it to your body to engage the way it needs to naturally um, is something that really helps, um, you know, having those more free natural movements. Um, as crazy as it may sound, it is something that helps. Movement is healing. It's about finding the balance between, you know, obviously not overworking something further and causing more damage, but also not allowing it to, you know, completely atrophy either. And so being able to just have that, you know, free mobility and motion, even if you just, you know, strained your ankle, your knee or something, it is something that may not seem like it would, but it does help. I also think that, you know, most shoes are not made to fit an individual's feet, you know, they're more of a one size fits all consumeristic, um, we made carbon cut, you know, size, this size should work for everyone that fits within the size when it's really a lot more complicated than that. People's feet are a lot more complicated than that. Our skeletal and muscle systems are a lot more complicated than that. And so, you know, again, shoes can cause muscle atrophy, um, but they're also often cramped and um, conform, um, and not like in, um, I'm trying to think what the best word I'm looking for, um, but that, you know, the, a lot of shoes, you know, they create this cramped feeling. A lot of people get scared when they get into their footing because your feet will naturally start widening, but that's not a bad thing. It's because your muscles are able to move more freely. Uh, most people don't even realize they're that are, oh, we're getting a 90-second warning, but most people don't even realize that they're wearing shoes that are too small for themselves or their feet because it's something that we're pushed into so young. But even for small children, developing those free range of motor skills, uh, fine and gross motor skills in the feet, and um, as well as you know, the rest of the body is so important. Um, but even as adults, it's something that is still important for us. But a lot of people don't even realize they're wearing shoes that are too small because it's so long um so if you're notice that your feet are widening from barefooting know that that is natural that is normal it's your muscles expanding and so they can in a more breathable way um and also as your feet and those muscles strengthen your feet are going to expand because those muscles are strengthening and expanding so it's not something to be scared of it's not something to fear it's actually something that's pretty normal um you know, like I mentioned, you know, foot binding is obviously a much more dramatic process of maladaptivity and adaptivity in the feet, but our feet are adaptive and most shoes are too small. This is restricting the muscles and um, causing muscle atrophy, among other complications within the muscles and skeletal system. So, you know, ditch the shoes. It helps. It's healthy for you. And don't be scared of your feet widening. That is a pretty normal thing, but I also often hear it as a big concern. But this is Barefoot is Legal, guys. Take care. Keep living your best best barefoot lifestyle. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, 
challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.